Welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name, of course, is Sean, and today you are entering Sensibly Cynical Bars. I talked to my boy Stoner Hendrix over IG Live not too long ago. Thanks to everyone who checked it out and was there with us live. Um, I'm not going to say anything after the interview. I'm just going to cut to fade. So I'm going to do the advertising right here. Check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and please check out our Facebook group. Also, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, it would be highly, highly appreciated. And now, here it is, my interview with Stoner Hendrix and... His acapella is at the end of the episode, so be on the lookout for that. All right. Enjoy. So, joining me now, making his podcast debut, my boy, Stoner Hendricks. Hey, man. What's going on, bro? I appreciate you for all the support, man. It's been a long time coming. This has been... I got to big up you, man, because you're one of the most consistent people I know. And contact me as much as you do. I swear, I swear they don't. So wait, wait, wait. Is that a is that a fault of me that I'm like I, I'm like hitting you up too much? <laughs> Again, when I wake up in the morning, it's a, it's a notification from you, and that's that's good. So consistency is key, and I appreciate you. You never gave up on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you know. So well, I appreciate you. I'll dial it back a bit, bro. I'll dial it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the history, man. Like, t- talk about your upbringing. The floor is yours, man. So, you know, September 3rd, 1994. Um, you know, just a regular upbringing in the, in the Bay Area. You know, uh, I was born in San Francisco, California. So, it's, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's a beautiful and ugly place at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's a, uh, you know, regular upbringing, just, you know. As, as I got older, I had to kind of, like, get in tune to what I wanted out of this life. You right. know what I mean? And it, it didn't come until maybe high school. I'd say high school. Mm-hmm. I've done the skateboarding. I've done the dancing. I've done the trying to run track, do football thing. And I sucked at it, you know. And they say, oh, oh, you're a basketball player. You're 6'2". I'm, I'm like, uh, nah, I suck at basketball. <laughs> so I go against that whole stereotype that a black, yeah, I'm one of those black guys who suck at basketball. You know what I mean? But as I got, as I, you know, as life went on, music was just always something that kind of hit me a little different. You know what I mean? And I grew up in a musical family. My grandma, you know, sung in the choir. My grandma, you know, my mom was a musical person. Um, I learned beatboxing from my brother, my older brother. Yeah. And lo and behold, that the first time I ever came across Eminem was me being a nosy little brother going through your big brother stuff. And yeah. I found the CD, uh, and it looked like a crushed up pill on the album cover. And it, and it said Eminem on it. And I was like, okay. 
Let's let well, let's see what this is like. You know, and back then it was uh, CD players. This yeah. is before iPods, and I'm only 26 years old. No, I'm only 26. Hey, don't talk about that, man. I'm 33, so I I've been through I've been through the uh, the ringer when it comes to cassette. I used yeah, to have, so you know. I used to have the cassette. Uh, you know, I forgot the name of the band, but I know what you're talking about. ACDC, my yeah. name is ACDC, which, uh, you know, <laughs> cassette. See, uh, ACDC, that's some, like, that's the real, that's like some old school rock right there. I love that shit. And so look, so as, as time got, as time progressed, um, high school came, ninth grade, I was skating, you know, started smoking and all that type of oh, stuff. Tenth grade come through. Oh, dude, I've been skating since 2007. Damn. Yeah, I've been skating for a long time, bro. Yeah. So, you know, and um, and even with that, you know what I mean? It was just, you know, as a black guy skateboarding, they was always telling me I was on some white boy surfer shit, but I always stayed true to who I was. And music was one outlet for me that I could be heard. You know what I mean? You know, going through high school is a popularity contest. You don't really got time to kind of like be yourself while everybody's trying to figure out who they are. You know what I mean? And music was one thing that I knew that I loved and that I always got compliments for. You know what I mean? Something that people was like, dude, this is truly you. You know what I mean? And as I got older, you know what I mean? I just got a little more seasoned, a little more seasoned. You know what I mean? And just my influence comes from conversations like, with you know Stoner Hendrix and Sensibly Cynical podcast, I could take I could take a lot of what you say, right? I could take that and I can make it rhyme with something else and create a whole narrative. I'm just a good dude from Florida, man. That's it, man. Oh man, you know what I mean? I'm just a good kid from a mad city, aren't we all? You know what I mean? Um, so San Francisco, right? So back you know back in the day, like. The Warriors weren't like, you know, Golden State Warriors. Everyone thinks the Warriors are like this. They, they've been bad, right? Like, when you were younger, they were bad. They were horrible. <laughs> if that's what you mean by bad. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they like, were the, the Oakland Raiders of the uh, NBA. Mm, for sure. They were. they were. You know? So, what was your thoughts on, like, the, when the hip-hop culture kind of hit basketball? Was that, like, Michael Jordan and stuff? Were you into that? So, um... There was, you know, you always have your hip-hop little references where it's like, um, I'm, cr- I'm crossing motherfuckers over like yeah. Iverson did Jordan. Oh, yeah. Right? He was or, like, what? <laughs> Iverson, we've been talking about Iverson, man. We'll be... <laughs> when, but, he stepped, when he stepped over Ty Lue in the finals. <laughs> but Ty Lue, Ty Lue was talking shit to him the whole game. Yeah, the whole true. game. I was watching it, bro. Ty Lue was kind of flaming Iverson. Ty Lue was flaming Iverson. And when that happened, it was just one of those moments in, in NBA history that is just like, oh, yeah. man. Let's get back into um, what's going on with you musically. You got this YouTube channel, right? So talk about that. How's it going? Oh, so it's funny because as, as I tell you, back in high school when I was trying to find myself, I then started a YouTube channel. You know what I mean? And over time, you know, I've had my YouTube channel for like maybe 10 years plus, right? And what kind of like sparked it back up in me was kind of like the whole COVID situation where we sit in the house and we have now, we now have time to kind of shelter in place and sit with ourselves. So, you know, you know, I'm bored. I'm going through my YouTube and I'm just like, you know what? Let me do what I do on my Instagram page 
right? Let me post all this stuff on YouTube and see where it takes me. Just right, let's, yeah. let's just see, you know? And in the span of, um, you know, two weeks, maybe three weeks, I went from having 30-something, right, subscribers to now 126. And that's all due to people like you. Uh, you know what no. I mean? No, no, like, no, I'm talking about as far as consistency and just being happy with what you have. I remember, Sean, we had a conversation where it was like, you know, I have 54 followers on my on my podcast, but that's my 54, though, and I'm proud of that, right? Some people have millions of subscribers, right? But for us, we're happy with our, with our little, right? If I can go out on the court and score my 10 points, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I don't have to be Kobe. I don't have to go out there and dunk on a mother. I don't have to with my, 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 rest, my get rest, off the yeah. and score my points. Yeah, Kobe P, man. Rest in peace. He was that dude. Oh, man. <laughs> man. So, have you thought about going maybe independently, like with an EP? Yes, I'm actually, I, I have one EP, but it's more of a, um, a compilation of going in on beats that I really love. Right, so um, I have a, a, a EP that's on SoundCloud. Um, it's called Broad Day Marauders. So if you remember, Tribe Called Quest had Midnight Marauders. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, right. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So in in the Bay Area, we have this little saying where we we like to get active in broad day in broad daylight. You know what I mean? We're out here. We're Broad Day Marauders. We loot and we 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 protest and we. Scratch the pavement, whether the sun is up or the sun is down. You know what I mean? So with that, it's just, you know. So but as of right now, I'm working on an EP. And I'm working on um, actually putting money into it. And actually trying to get, you know, famous Bay Area producers. You know what I mean? Actually coming out of pocket and actually trying to make something happen for me. Because a lot of people are telling me that I should actually do studio work. Actually go in and record my stuff. You know who Fresh he is? He's, he should be pretty big in California. You may not have heard of him, but he's a big independent guy. He's an independent artist and like a small, you know, he's a, he's basically one of the biggest independent artists there is out there. Okay. Okay. Um, and I sent it to him. I sent the Fantasia one to him and he was like, definitely potential. I want to see more. And this yeah. huge, I've had him on the podcast. This guy's been, this guy knows the game. He's been, he's been in the game since like the, like the nineties. Oh yeah, so he knows the he got he has the algorithm. The fact that he even said definitely has potential. I mean, that's that says something. But but Sean, um, you know how warm it made me feel to see that message, right? To see to see that hey man, I sent the the, the Fantasia one to my homeboy, and he's feeling it. And you and you know what you but beyond that, you know what you said to me that really made me a pretty like really kind of gave me a little more energy. Well, he was like, bro, you're on fire right now. You is. No doubt. And I'm all like, oh, bro. I'm like, dude, that made me feel like, I, that made me feel real good. And guess you know what, what I mean? Sensibly Cynical's on fire because you're on here, man. You're, you're no, here. you know what? No, 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 no. Third Eye Vision FES is on fire because I'm on Sensibly Cynical. So tell me a little more about your upbringing. Like, you got a big family and stuff? So my family, man, it's um, on, my mother's, on my mother's side, you know, it's a handful of us. You know, yeah. and uh, when it comes to that, you know, I was brought up by uh, just all women, you know, really? and my brother, he was out there in the street, so he was in and out. But for the most part, I was really brought up by a lot of women. Right. 
And as life got, you know, as life went on, you know, I, I uh, met my father's side. You know what I mean? So, you know, and just a little backstory on him. He's a Vietnam vet. Oh, you know what I mean? Especially with uh, Veterans Day. Uh, and so I called, and, and, and even though, even with that, right? I called him on Veterans Day. Mind you, I'm 26, so I've only known him for three years. I called him on Veterans Day, and I was like, you know what? I, I thank you for your service. Because when they came back from, you know, doing their service, they got scolded from even the people, you know, at their end, you know, from the States. They come back to USA, and they get scolded. Like, it's their fault. When some of the people who went out there were trying to at least do something with their lives, or they were birthed into it. But these are people who were actually putting their necks out there on the line. And as and I, I don't want to be racial, but as a black man, I can't say fuck America. I can't say that. I can't I can't say I can't be like, oh man, fuck America. This is not my No, I can't say that because we've had real motherfuckers, right? Real people in our lives, right? Even you. People in your family who've grinded and put their neck out on the line for this country. So we can have a so we can do this, right? So we can do this, what we're doing right now. So we can do this. You think this was possible back in that day? No. But your people, my people, they did what the fuck they had to do for us so we can have this conversation. I only see, and I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. Uh, we can get real real quick before we get to the more of the fun stuff. We can get real. For sure. Tell, tell us about the uh, the landscape, I guess, how San Francisco was after the whole George Floyd thing. Like, was there, did it, were they on the streets that night as everyone else was? Yeah. Oh, yes. So, look, yes, they were. So, downtown San Francisco, if anybody knows anything about it, it's a very ugly and it's a very wealthy place. So, downtown, we have a Supreme store, we have Louis Vuitton, we have uh, Ferragamo. We have true religion. We have outlets, right? And when the George Floyd thing happened, they looted the city. And imagine seeing a homeless person who lives in a tent um, and, and seeing his pants being held up with a Ferragamo belt or a Gucci belt or a Louis Vuitton belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it was a mind blower for me. You know, I, under, I understand it all. I understand it all. I'm an ally of the situation. Yeah. And people were like, Oh well, why, why, why are they looting? It's because you didn't fucking listen to them when they weren't, when they were being peaceful. Like, yeah. what do you want, like, what do you want them to do? Just keep getting, you know, like. So, Sean, I just, like, how crap. how long are you going to be? How many times can somebody slap you in your face and spit in your face before you, right, mm-hmm. return the same energy? Before you say no, I'm not going to have no more of this. How many times? Me, man, maybe but, once or twice. Once or twice. You only have once or two times to spit or slap in my face before I return the same energy. Yeah, and I feel like people complaining about, well, that there's a financial hit from looting. It's like, yeah, well, you know, this is a little more important than, you know, your $200 coming into the bank. This is this is someone's life. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's So one person told me something real valuable, right? So I'm going I'm to put it this way. So I live in a very urban area. And I live in the Bayview Hunters Point of San Francisco. Yeah, Anybody who knows about that knows it's, you know, there's... It's real. You know, it's real. Leave it's real. So there was a situation to where a guy got ran over and he got ran into the house with a car. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here talking to my uncle like, man, they're over here, out here, putting candles out and kind of making a, 
a scene and this is our house. But he said, you know what? He said that this wall and this area is replaceable, but the person that they lost isn't. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like your business, your window, these belts, your jewelry, all these businesses that get broken into, all that shit's material. That shit's replaceable. But George Floyd and all these other people, they're not. That's not replaceable. We don't have a DeLorean where we can go back into time, right, and stop it from happening. Like Marty McFly and Dr. Brown. It's not that simple. So it's like, but we're in a world, we're in a society where materials is everything for people. I'm trying, you know, to use this platform as a, you know, as a plat, you know, platform for change. I had a Naija Chanel on, you know. I have any, anybody, any race, any, you know, creed can come yeah. on. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. did the black, I did the Black Tuesday, you know, black blackout, whatever, you know. I, I yeah. So, if I can use these three thousand downloads as or uh, followers, you know, then I'll do my best. You know what I mean? But. Hey. I don't know what it's like to be black, so I, you know, it's hard for me to even talk on it. But you know what also is, though? Mm-hmm. I also feel sorry for the people who have lighter skin, who has, who have, who had nothing to do with it, right? So, no, like, my, put it this way. I was on the bus one day. My family is, like, all Europe, Europeans, like, um, I think And I'm, that's culture, though. That's I culture. I'm, I think I'm like English, German, I have a shitload of, like, I'm basically all Europe. My ancestors are all, like, all but, Europe. But if, but if you, if you're, if you're into, but if you're really cultured, right? If your family was really cultured and not so American, you know what I mean? Not so, right? But if you have culture, like, to your roots, like, beyond America, before America. Yeah, our, uh, our personalities kind of clicked from the beginning, didn't they, when I first met you? They kind of clicked. Oh man, we kind of did, Sean. I knew he was. I knew he was a real one from the jump, and I was just on some like spontaneous quarantine board type shit. You know what I mean? So you made this happen, actually. Yeah. I was just stating my opinion, and he was like, "Hey, bro, let's like actually link up and make this happen." So well, we've been doing I, this way before this happened. Talks in the auto tune thing. Um, I respect it. So we can take it back to Zap and Roger, right? Mm-hmm. Which was called the Vocoder. Now, do you remember the song Sexual Seduction by Snoop? It kind of rings Sexual that bell. Sexual Seduction. She might be with him, but she's still oh, with yeah. him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, if you see the video, he has this thing. He has this, like, it looks like it's a guitar mixed with a piano, but there's a tube connected to it. And that's what you call the right. vocoder. Right? right? So, it's auto-tune before auto-tune. And I feel like some people use auto-tune as a crutch instead of an instrument. So let's take it to T-Pain. He can really sing without that fucking auto-tune. But he used auto-tune as an instrument. He right? Auto-tune didn't play uh, T-Pain. T-Pain played the auto-tune. I remember him because I remember when uh, I was at a strip club and that I'm in love with a stripper and we played that. Because yeah. my, friend, my friend tried to get the stripper's number and we were playing that song in the car. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's back when you used to have the two tens in one. Like I had the amp, but I had the two tens in one box. Yeah. And they fit the trunk of the car. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing everything that I love to do, right, and that I'm supposed to be doing. I could be doing a little. I could be doing it at a better uh, frequency, 
or in the or a pace. But right now, it's just work. You know what I mean? Um, tapping in with people who love me and who I love, and it's just you know just writing whenever I can. You know what I mean? I'm not the type of person who can write a verse or I have to really put thought into it. I have to use this notebook I have as a canvas. You know what I mean? So I just I just really appreciate the art of just everything. So Hendrix, right? So did you get that from Jimmy? I get that. I get it from it was more of a it was more of something that sounded more a kind of fly, you know? As a handle, and do you know just S. Dot Hendrix, you know, just with the fro and the, you know bandanas. Hendrix, like, are you familiar with his his stuff? I can honestly tell you, I can honestly tell you that um, not really. Not really? I just like the name. To be real look honest up. with you guys, I look just like up, the name. Hey, look him up though. He's a he's a goat for sure on the guitar, man. He's, I, I think I think they asked what I think it was Eric Clapton or Prince, who was the best guitarist. And they said, I don't know, ask Jimi Hendrix or something like that. Yeah, it, I don't even think it's close. I think Flea's up there now with the Chili Peppers. He's up there. But, man, I, I put I put Jimi Hendrix down for pound against anybody all time. Ever. See, I have to tap into that. I have a question for you, though, Sean. What was life like before Sensibly Cynical? And has Sensibly Cynical always been um, the name? I want to know what... What, was it something that was just that like so Stoner Hendrix was fly and rolled off the tongue even though I don't know about Stoner about Jimi Hendrix. So well, was it something that was fly? Was it something that was uh, cynically put together? Uh, was it something that was sensibly cynically put together? I want to know. I turned into the podcast world. Um, well, the name the name I can't take credit for as much as I want to. Uh, Frank thought of the name. Uh, but as far as what got me into the podcast world, I've always wanted, I've always wanted to do it. I do a pod, I, I did a podcast backstory of Sensibly Cynical. You can check that out. Uh, those, okay. are, those are listening or whatever. But, um, so what got, I've always wanted to, man, I've, I've listened to, you know, Joe Rogan. There was, and there was this guy, um, that did reality TV. He did, he recapped like, like, um, I'm talking about like when, you know, Bachelor and Bachelorette. Remember the Bachelorette? Yeah, yeah. So like opera reality shows type thing. Yeah, it was like a reality TV show guy, and I forgot his name, and he was just really good. And I was like, you know what? One day I want to, I want to do that. And I met Frank, and um, we just—it was really it, me and him were just shooting the shit. And I think we got—we're not friends anymore because I think we we're at first we were friends because we were so opposite that it opposites attract and then eventually yeah. he got on eventually he just disrespected me and i i just and just you know just rap yeah speak you know speak your truth bro you know what i mean and that you know shout out to uh rose i see you man that's that's uh i just want to let you know bro if you haven't done it add sensibly cynical podcast because if you know if you are a lover of real things and real conversation and real vibes then i don't see why you wouldn't you know what yeah, I mean? Man, I, I appreciate that, man. Dude, I, I appreciate you. Uh, I just released the Simpsons podcast. Dude, that shit was fire, bro. See? You gotta be your biggest fan. Hey, if you don't believe it, how can I? Huh? <laughs> you never watched the Simpsons? I watched the Simpsons, and I, I the Simpsons, I showed my kids an episode of Simpsons before I showed them an episode of, like, Family Guy or American Dad. But Bart's my guy, though. So I, told him. I love Bart. 
Bart's my guy, man. Bart for life. Bart. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty surely, dude. Hell, hell yeah. So you said you're going to do an acapella for us to close it out? Oh, you want me to do an acapella for you? Well, tell us your social media before you before you close it out with the okay. acapella. So, um, my YouTube is going to be Third Eye Vision Space FVS. And the third is spelled with a three and a RD. Um, my Instagram is going to be Stoner the Villain, and that's about it. And if you like, uh, if you like, you know, rapping over nostalgic beats, then I got it for you. And if you like real vibes, I got it for you. And um, also, if you like a good podcast, uh, sensibly cynical podcast, on uh, I think is what is it, Podbean.com. So, you know, that's it. But I want to hit you. I want to hit you with this one, right? You see, I tried to be humble, but man, it's harder than it looks. Great shifts for the dollars. I earned this position. I had nothing at all, but it's whatever. I weathered the storm. I said, dirty ghetto villain come with too much steez. I'm rolling back to back, never too much weed. Before I put it on them, I put it on for the V's. I got the remedy. I swear to love my team. Now, let the light shine so I can find my way. I'm an MF Doom. I should hide my face. S. Hendrix. They like my name. I surf so smooth. I ride that wave. You see, I tell them that this life's insane. And God gave us a son so we can find our way. But I'm kind of like a slave. Chained by these shackles embedded on in my brain. Make it rain. These niggas is lame. See, I'm just trying to make it wave. That's it. My That's job. I got. My job. Thanks, right, I think that's a good way to end it. Thanks again for coming on, bro. Oh, thank you, bro. I appreciate right. it. Have a good night, man. You too.